Welcome to the Mad River Anthology. I'm Tim Ayers. Poet Jerry Martine has performed with a number of musicians over the years, including his band of angels, who released a live CD. He recently reteamed with HSU bass instructor Xiaowei Wu for a session at the KHSU studio. And on this program, we get to listen to the results. So, Jerry, how did you start working with Xiaowei? Well, I, as, I, as we were preparing for this, I started digging through what I could find of my files, which are still in disarray from moving. But we, we did a performance at the First Street Gallery some, about 10 years ago, I think. It's been quite a while. And I had played, or I had, I had read with a couple of blues guitarists before. Um, and I don't, I, maybe I heard Xiaowei play at the Jambalaya. I don't remember how we put that first gig together, but um, it was quite good. It worked very well. And then we've done several readings and performances subsequently at the Red Radish and Blue Lake. Northtown Books. Ah, oh yeah, yeah. North, Northtown Books, there was a... Uh, They're all pretty shot. memorable nights for me, except I don't remember how I got there and, you know, how we met and decided <laughs> to do all that. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. It was a conspiracy of which we were the victims. And <laughs> this wasn't old enough to be like the 60s or anything, was it? <laughs> no, no. My <laughs> just regular memory loss? No, it's, it's, yeah, just regular memory. The 60s I remember, but the 90s are kind of vague. <laughs> 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 and yesterday's, forget it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> set of poems for spring. In wild iris time, they grow on the sides of the mountain as if the old days were here again, had never gone, as if nobody knew better, they appear on the sides of the mountain. Scattered and in clusters, they work their lives into a deep and intricate beauty a flower too delicate to be described. You have to see them in the colors they wear. See them at home, where they stand on the sides of the mountain through wind and hail. How they weather this precarious season. See how in past days women pulled from the split leaf two long silky strings for men to twist and knot into net and cordage, binding tough as sinew, lasting as difficulty or pain. It was something to do in the days it won't stop raining. When everyone's ailing and even music and jokes won't help and all things are crazed with change and increase but the seed isn't in and the dry wood is gone and the ground is too wet to dig and anyway it's about to rain again when there's no other string to twist 
no knot left to tie. At a time like this, on this cutover, abandoned, tilted land, like men and women in the rags they wear on the sides of the mountain of heaven, they stand and sing welcome to a season we didn't know we'd see each other in. They open the flower a promise to bind then and now, heaven and here, days like this, pain, beauty, and the days that remain. Late 20th century, spring. We went on the trolley. My mother and I took the trolley from where we lived out on Greenfield Street into downtown Los Angeles where you could then walk from one store to another and to get your size right, the shoe store had a machine that you stepped up a step to get to and you put your feet in an opening in the bottom of the machine. I, tell you this is true I remember the red trolley and how when you looked down into or through the machine that was inside the box your feet were in you could see the bones of your feet they were beautiful neon green which I guess is the color x-rays are really I don't know how those shoes fit or how I got home or what my mother means when she says she's from California or what happened to the trolley or the shoes or the machine but everywhere in this green world my feet take me now I see bones it being April and nearly the anniversary of several large earthquakes. <laughs> um, this was written after the, the big one in April of 92, the Petrolia quake. Aftershocks. Look out, hey, the earth is moving and you people there on it, you're not keeping up. No one was getting the message. We were about to become archaeologists in the ruin of our own time. It was already late when we stopped by the side of the road. It was that time in spring when it's make-up or break-up, just don't let's stop here. All the governor could think of was to hold a public execution. We'd planned for weeks to leave town to visit friends who live at the junction of several major faults. Stress was at record levels. Social contracts, hearts and houses, bones, anything that wouldn't bend was about to get broken. We stopped, nevertheless, to buy strawberries at the fruit stand before the old bridge where the river follows the fracture out to sea. 
Some old and beautiful things were lost, even things made yesterday, new glazed pots, promises, unyielding decisions. Beside another parked car, our most reactionary county supervisor danced along with us at the fruit stand. Suddenly, democracy was everywhere. Overdue change under anyone's feet. At more and more frequent intervals now, expect fires, wars, riots, and unpredictable aftershocks of unknown magnitude. It all goes together. Strawberries leaping from their baskets like ripe red popcorn exploding into air and out onto the parking lot. All the systems at once, circulatory, judicial, electrical, immune, traffic lights and shopping malls, sociobiological structures that had spun serenely on Earth's axis at the usual 11,000 miles an hour, blinked, and you'd think the world had ended, or the firmament caught fire, solid Earth melted back into the belly of our mother, a green electric arcing in her alien sky, the season's ripeness spilled, sweet and red, and our hope, our source, our loving planet, dancing with us inside. We turned around, went straight home. Nothing was out of its place. Mom didn't even remember we'd left. We made strawberry jam and all that day and through the night said, look out, did you feel that? Something or someone's about to be broken or born. So about a, about a year after that attempted trip, we actually crossed the San Andreas Fault and visited uh, the Matoll Valley, the changed and new <laughs> Matoll Valley. New rocks along the coast for Freeman and Nina. Gatherers of a newer Neolithic, we walked hungrily down the beach with an empty plastic feed bag. What comes up, we'd always supposed, would never amount to much more than what we'd seen worn down. But here these muscles were, having breached the outer tide because the rocky beds they lived in got a magnificent upward-welling shove from the deeper mantle of rock we thought would stay. Like the things in our lives that come up unexpectedly, send us to geomancers and blues guitars. We stepped onto a new continent, unweathered 
undescribed, connected to the past by the, a beach and the things we could think of to say. We talked of Nat the fisherman, who had the level-seeking sea dropped out from under his boat and looked to shore and saw dust of tree and mountain falling and feared for those on land. Talked of neighbors who'd made driftwood fires on this beach for years now asking, were there always that many rocks out there? Of the tender mussel spat who were luckily at sea that day and will now attach to a farther, deeper range of rock. We talked of the old ones stuck in place, unable to let go, won't last long between the starfish, the gulls, and us. Cooked and talked opened the hard blue bodies to folded wet orange flesh sent by the gods to fatten our disbelief. Talked and filled ourselves to still the shaking that will not stop when the shaking stops. To quiet that music deep within our earth. The summons to let go to let ourselves be served and leave on the shore of our children's world a pile of shells and a story. A spring poem for one of our most abundant creatures Hyla regilla, the Pacific tree frog. They begin to be deafening about this time of year. This is called Amplexus. I've been down to the willow swamp inquiring of our common fate. Got scratched and bit and wet for nothing. I could have found out more sitting on the porch tonight, listening to your amphibious song. At the boundary between us, where you drop your tail, grow legs, hop across, I stand on the edge or put on leaky waders, try to get out there with warm-blooded words. There is no reaching over. Your cold-blooded romance is not even on the scale that measures our chills and fever. Strange that in our mammal heat your music can be felt at all. Merely a device of reproduction, say the fundamentalists, no warmer than a rain in early March. Sounds like love, lovers say. You mean sex, biology replies. Or when the swamp's so full of song, we humans in the house next door can't hear ourselves think 
It's a population control signal. Sorry, honey. Let's just have the music tonight. So even when the song turns off your cool embrace, nevertheless, you sing for it and sing for it. Or all at once, you all together stop, and after a certain number of beats, if that's how frogs keep time, you one by one begin to sing for it some more. And in those moments between the notes, like intermission at the jazz club, if it's going to happen, must be when it happens, amplexus. And your green song must be something like our blues, with which we cling to loss and the perishing things of this world. Sing on then of declining frog populations, genetic mutation, the end of our time on earth, and sing for the clear jelly, those tiny specks of a future suspended in the willow pond and salt rush pools. And a song by all means for the moon and the soft small rain. Sing us a music of likeness, a song of no difference, gill or lung what matter, how we get our air. There is no hope for us but music. The fate of the earth is a song. In that dark air we embrace. Okay, now, now we move to the ocean. The practice of whales. Is the whales? the whales playing jazz. Below the cliffs, one after another, breaks the surface. White-crusted ridge, swimming mountain, sheds water, blows a great wet huff of B-flat breath, half water, half music, fully expressed air, floats over the green water, a lingering cloud note momentary rainbow of a tune that is barnacled backbone arching and bright tail flashing in sunlight is gone man is gone Whale jazz. <laughs>
this this is a, a longer poem that comes from a spring journey, a pilgrimage, really, to uh, hot springs, to an undisclosed location <laughs> at the other, at the eastern end of California. At the gates of heaven and earth. The road to heaven is plain. Those who know what to look for know where to look. Otherwise, the only way to tell you're not on it is by this. All roads not going to heaven are the road to hell. You follow the signs but come out in another place. And sometimes you don't know till they open the gates. Beside the road are flowers of abundant rain this spring. Seed waiting for years sprung like bouquets held by countless untiring hands reached up, offering to the gods from just below the desert earth. A man and a woman leave the planet of the exiles, point the geosimulator toward the light of the other world, bring food and shelter, instruments of love and transport. Drive the stakes into the earth, raise the poles to heaven, observe the instruction of Omar the Persian or any reputable maker of shelter and song. At the edge of a desert valley, near a mountain lake, beside a flowing stream, the walls are made of air, the gates are falling rain, always open out. At the edge of the valley, a spring, where water flows too hot to touch. In a gathering storm, a man and a woman leave their tent, she to follow the steaming rivulet flowing toward the valley floor. He climbs a rocky overlook where he can see her bathing. They are both on the road to heaven. A vast alien plasma cloud ship veils and washes the expectant land. 
A nearby star's blazing spokes of light wheel over the Warners. Brilliant rainbow in the eastern darkness arcing over basin and range. Water falls from the sky. Water steams from the earth. Rain smell of sage. Spring a sulfurous breath. Enormous tears of the gods. Followed by the gods' huge laughter. The humans return to their tent on the planet of the refugees. A woman and a man are a bridge. Over the bridge, all the traffic of the gods. A flash of lightning, thunder rattles bones of earth. The thunder gods reply from another quarter of heaven. A period of absolute calm. The call of a meadowlark to the answer of another meadowlark. A crossing. A man and a woman are a place on this planet where heaven and earth come together to make love and struggle. What we call hell is only that other world where women and men have always gone in death and dreams and returned to what we call waking life. And this narrow space, our earth, is only its border with heaven. All their terrors and delights, the walls of a tent, a woman, a man, a man, a woman, a mystery how they open out into this world. Thank you, Shaway. So something from this present spring. Spring, sixth year of the Iraq war. The plum is exploding into a thousand little white flags as if it thought the war was over. In a vase on my windowsill, apple branches Prunings placed there weeks ago blissfully disregard collapsing markets unfold one green letter of credit after another.
tiny yellow stigma stand up from its blossoms, utterly certain that prosperity and honeybees are coming. The real apple tree across the yard, outside our little civilized cocoon, is not so sure. The wisteria clinging to the north side of the cedar fence is more of my mind. Doubts we ought even be talking about recovery. But alders drip with catkins, Hank dangling up there like false hope. Cherry trees listen to the candidates, cast their ballots everywhere. I stare at the flowers and wonder. The fruit whose tree we've planted may not be sweet, but it looks like there's going to be a lot of it. Thank you, Shawe. Well, my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. So, Jerry, what do you like about performing with music? I, I like the way that the music, the, the way the notes kind of carry the words. I mean, it's already happening in the poetry. I mean, it's part of it. Part of what's making it work is the music of each line. But this really brings that out and allows, it feels like it allows the words to sort of rest on notes and the notes carry them or the words can stop and, and the notes continue the word. And it feels like something um, that moves more at the pace of human understanding, <laughs> at least my understanding. It takes me a long time to take in poetry when it's being read. And this slows it down and, and kind of, it's like a, a, a lubricant that carries it uh, into that inner ear that, uh, that gets it. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and it, it's, all, it's really a natural combination. I, I, I've always said, I think, as long as we don't fall off the stage, I mean, you can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, after, after rehearsal, uh, last week, Jerry said, oh, we have to talk and, uh, uh -oh. you know, be interviewed. <laughs> and <coughs> I think, well, what should we talk about? And I don't know. Maybe maybe in preparation, um, Jerry has done some thinking about <laughs> how to answer you. Um, <laughs> you think he's cheated? No. It's, it's okay. no cheating. I've forgotten if, that already. <laughs> if you're... <laughs> If you study for an exam, there's no cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Some people consider it cheating. <laughs> but we kind of talked about it. Said, well, what, why do we do this thing? You know, and I, for me, some some of it has to do with maybe um, when I play music, I think about oh, I'm kind of creating an illusion of the, the time feel, how we feel about a, a section of time, uh, not you know, not in the metaphysical sense, but just how. How how we imply, you know, a, I don't know, a section of duration, you know. Right, right. So. <coughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, music 
has I mean musical notes are a kind of meter and so I mean that and that's the and the meter of poetry in a song they're the same but in in more freeform jazz music and in poetry now they're much more freeform so it's like two kinds of variable meters intersecting interplaying kind of uh, sometimes working together, sometimes counterpoint. Yeah, and I kind of live for that because, you know, I was talking with a keyboard friend of mine, or no, yeah, keyboard friend of mine, and she said, oh, bar line was probably invented, you know, but musical bar line measure lines were probably invented or discovered or started to be used around 1480 or something. So uh, we've been pretty slave, you know, most of us, musicians have been pretty slave to the bar line but this opens up a lot of things for me too um, less to do with something that's composed and then you have to line everything up for that to work you know? I mean there's some kind of lining up going on but not not in that strict sense so I uh -huh. kind of welcome that yeah the line for poetry is the, the end of the line and the beginning of a new line and music uh, music carries that like f from one place to another. So I can stop at the end of a line and the music will carry it and then I can come back to the beginning of the next line. Whereas if I did that, it was just my voice. People would feel like, wait, what's, what's the next <laughs> word? And, uh, and, and it, so it gives it that, it gives it that value. You can, you, can, yeah. you can make lines and phrases much more clear, I think. Yeah. It's kind of fun to talk about, but we actually don't really think about it when we're when we're playing and reading. I, at least I don't. I Thank don't God, no, yeah. we wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we think and read at the same time. No <laughs> well, that was really good. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate you coming in and doing this. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Listening to poet Jerry Martine with Xiao Wei Wu on bass, performing new material for the Mad River Anthology, I'm Tim Ayers. You can catch Xiao Wei performing at various venues, including the Morris Graves Gallery, Muddy Waters, Hurricane Cates, and Libation during the wine tasting. Check local listings. Jerry Martine's books, including his poetry collection, Pieces in Place, are available at bookstores and you will be reading at the Three Foods Cafe in Arcata with Shauna McCovey on Sunday, May 25th. If you have questions or comments about this program, please call our listener comment line at 826-6089. The Mad River Anthology airs every other Sunday at 10.05 p.m. and is produced for KHSU, located at Humboldt State University. <laughs>